Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, a couple weeks early, or should we say, hello, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, a few weeks early. Russ is going to join on the grunting soon. Uh, we are here to start our Christmas month. We're going to get a whole month this year, and we're doing something special, something unique, something I'm excited about. Something that Rossi can barely contain himself for, so we had to mute his excitement. <laughs> As we are going to be covering, over the next four weeks, the first four home improvement, four times, first four home improvement Christmas episode specials, whatever, uh, which uh, is actually, we're going to go through kind of a bit of history here. And uh, I guess Tim Allen, uh, <laughs> checking off the list of the most things we've ever covered on the Oz Network. Uh, but uh, I'm so excited for this because when we did our favorite TV shows of all time episode a couple of years ago, this ranked number two behind only whose line is it anyway. So of scripted shows, this ranked number one of all time for my favorite TV shows of all time. And uh, we're going to cover them from the beginning. This will probably be a two year project, I'm thinking, because we've only got four weeks left and we got eight episodes. Uh, so stay tuned next year if you want to hear episodes. Uh, from seasons five through eight, but uh, let's get into it until we get to talk about grandma got run over by a reindeer. Damn, oh, yeah. Well, maybe we'll find a way to fit it in a bonus episode or something. Uh, but uh, my name is Colin, and there's no room at the end. You should have called our 1 800 (laughs) reservation hotline. Um, and my name is uh, Rossi, and there's no room at the end. Can I see your ID? Uh, this is uh, one of the projects I think I'm most excited about. So excited that I actually forgot that last year when we were discussing what we should do for next year, I suggested we should do all the Home Improvement Christmas episodes, which perfect world I would have remembered this a month ago and we could have done all eight. But uh, no, no time for that now. There, there's no time and there's no room at the end. Uh, <laughs> but we will get through four seasons here. And I think what's particularly interesting for me uh, with this, not only is this my favorite scripted tv show of all time my favorite comedy of all time but uh, i also feel like just for people who aren't even huge fans of home improvement maybe just casual fans they probably don't even realize that this might have been the first tv show that always did an annual episode they did uh an annual episode for halloween all except for the first season and all eight seasons of home improvement had a christmas episode and it's funny because when you actually go back to older tv shows uh, maybe anything pre-90s or nine, even, let's say, pre-2000, Christmas episodes would be done every once in a while. You might have, you know, in a, a show that lasts eight seasons, they might do two or three Christmas episodes. But Home Improvement, right from the beginning, all about Christmas. And, of course, Tim Allen, all about Christmas, as we've already covered the Santa Claus trilogy and Christmas with the Cranks. 
So after we finish eight Home Improvement Christmas episodes, we will only have El Camino Christmas, a sort of non-Christmas movie. Uh, I like to consider it an alternate universe of the Santa Claus, uh, where we get to do an R-rated crime drama with Tim Allen as a drunken father. Uh, but for now, he gets to be a sober father who's just as bumbling as if he were a drunken father. Uh, Did you Ross- watch that movie with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? And like oh yeah, the, I'll, I'll be home for Christmas. So yeah, I mean, anybody involved in Home Recruitment has to be Christmas, right? Uh, but I mean, uh, it's a trend. It, 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 we're gonna wait for the Richard Carn Christmas film coming soon to Hallmark. Uh, that'll be in a coming year. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Why not? But uh, you, I, you're. I, I remember watching this when it first aired. Uh, I was a child. This was uh, one of my earliest memories of. Home Improvement. I think I'd seen episodes prior to this throughout the first season, but I distinctly remember this episode kind of being the the episode that I sort of fell in love with the show for. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Were you even born when Home Improvement came out? Um, when did this episode air? Nineteen ninety one. Nope. <laughs> I should say we introduced which one we're doing here. We are doing season one, episode twelve. You'll better watch out. If I had said this was 1994, would you have been born yet? We're going to slowly narrow this down. Oh, uh, when in 94? <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> okay, then yes. All right. So we will get to Rossi's birth before the end of this month. But uh, Home Improvement, we've covered, uh, I, we did a double episode for Halloween a couple of years ago for a couple of the Halloween specials. But uh, you're a fan of the show. I don't think you necessarily are you know, as big as I. I don't know if it's number two on, maybe you haven't revealed your list yet. Maybe it is number two on your all-time favorite shows. But uh, from what I remember, you enjoy this show. You're a JTT fan. I'm hoping you're a Tim Allen fan as well. Got to be a Richard Karn fan, we know. But uh, your fandom with Home Improvement, is this something that you you go around and watch? Have you seen the Christmas episodes before? It, it like vaguely touched like familiar things. Like, I was like, oh, I sort of remember him on the roof in the hammer incident. Mm. But, like, it's, like, little bits and pieces here. Obviously, this is not, like, a childhood show mm-hmm. for me, so I don't have any reverence for it. Um, but, yeah, I enjoy it. Um, huge JTT fan, you know. Um, we'll watch anything he's in. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, it's enjoyable. Um, I'm not sure. I was, I was thinking. Where would I put this on my top list? Because it's currently not in there. I don't know if it would make it to my top 50. I'm not sure. I have to, I would have to think about it. By next Christmas. But then again, I can't say I've sat down and watched all of it. So it's still a, a big question mark. Now, the other main reason that we're doing this this year is because this is the 30th anniversary of Home Improvement's debut. Uh, debuted in 1991, before Rossi was born, a couple of years at least. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm actually on this big kick right now. Cause I, I realized this year, how many of my favorite TV shows of all time debuted within anniversary years of where we're at home improvement, obviously, uh, 30th anniversary this year, we are in the middle of covering 24, which uh, made my top 20, I think at least, uh, debuted 20 years ago, alias, uh, debuted 20 years ago, Smallville debuted 20 years ago. I'm even rewatching. <laughs> I, I'm rewatching Heroes. Uh, there's another JTT we've done at least, uh, but uh, I'm rewatching Heroes right now. Which I don't know if you ever watched Heroes, but that's the 15th anniversary. There is nothing good about Heroes after the first season, but I'm showing it to Jamie for the first time. So I'm on this big anniversary kick right now, and uh, I've been going through season one of Home Improvement, but of course I had to skip ahead for next week's episode. But uh, this is very exciting because I am rewatching this. This is the TV show I've seen the most, and. 
growing up, even after the show was off, off the air, forget about growing up, even as an adult, when Home Improvement was on TV, I'd always watch it. And uh, my brother used to always comment that I wouldn't even have to wait until the story started. Usually within the first five seconds of an episode, I could be like, oh, it's this episode. And with Home Improvement, a lot of the episodes just start with a tool time segment that's disconnected from the rest of the show. But still, I have this ability to know it by heart. I probably could have gone in this without rewatching, without doing notes or anything. I could have Rossied it, not watched it, not taken notes, not prepared, and still come off as if I am prepared. But uh, uh, 30th anniversary, uh, now's the perfect time to do it. But uh, uh, this one, you said you only have a couple of memories of it, or maybe a few things that clued in. Uh, we won't get into full opinions till later on but pleasantly surprised uh not as good as you would have thought what are some early thoughts well i will say i feel like the middle like seasons three four five are like the episodes where i'm like okay i really remember it mm -hmm. um like i feel like i didn't get in obviously i wouldn't have been into it that early i don't know i feel like the middle stretch is where i i'm like most familiar mm -hmm. uh, but in terms of like these episodes they were kind of all right I was kind of shocked at how serious the second episode we're going to talk about that we watched mm -hmm. in this batch was. I was like, "Ooh, this is kind of heavy for, you know, a man goes grunts all the time and doesn't know <laughs> yeah. how to do tools. <laughs> um, so, okay. Decent-ish episodes. I think the stories were fine, but like nothing, you know, groundbreaking. Yeah. You know, I, I will frequently go back to the, I'm sure everybody has the Christmas movies they watch every single year. Um, I'm interested if you have a list uh, to compare here, but like for me, I will always watch Die Hard. I will always watch the Santa Claus one and two. Uh, every every couple of years, I might you know stomach doing part three, but uh, at least the first two Santa Clauses. Home Alone, home obviously. For I'll be home for Christmas is on the list now. It's funny because we covered that a few years ago, and uh, Jamie was just looking through Disney Plus. Said, you know, Jonathan Taylor Thomas had a Christmas movie. I'm like, yes. You're an avid listener of the show. You should know that. We covered it. Maybe now she can go back and let's do it. But I mean, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, I'll watch those. But the one exception I'll make is that every single year, I will at least watch some of the Home Improvement Christmas episodes. I mean, I'll often give myself the task. I'm going to watch all eight. And I think one or two years I was able to do that. One year, I actually did it all in one night. I, I spent two and a half, three hours watching all eight of these Christmas episodes back to back. But uh, outside of Home Improvement, is there anything that's your go-to to watch every single year at Christmas? See, I'm never like a rewatcher kind of person. Like I'm not into the like. Sometimes you're not even a first viewing type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Only bad movie month. Give me a, give me a break. <laughs> oh, I still can't stomach <laughs> watching bad episodes. <laughs> Despite the fact that it's one of the most quoted movies I know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not into huge into rewatching. Like I think like if I was to pick a movie, it would probably be Home Alone. But then again, like I've seen, I get like I don't know. I'm just not that interested. Yeah, uh, by any Charlie chance, Brown cr Christmas. Oh, you know, I would watch. Yeah, have to watch that every year. I mean, also by default, it's like already naturally showing on the TV. I don't have to look for it. You know, every six so hours, it's on TV. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, out of curiosity, have you seen the new Home Home Sweet Home Alone movie on Disney Plus? No, I stopped it too, and that's been it. I'm not uh, watching Home Alone three, four, or whatever else. Five now out. six, but I will say this: um, there's a lot of criticism with the new Home Sweet Home Alone movie, uh, but I didn't mind it. It wasn't too bad. One thing you might like about it: you're an Office fan, and uh, Ellie Kemper, who um, I don't remember what her character's name was on the off the redhead. She was mm -hmm. also Kimmy. Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. 
she's uh she's in it but there's kind of an interesting twist in this new one where it's like are these people the heroes or are they the villains you know she plays what would be one of the crook roles in this but she's technically here it's it's kind of odd but she's very good in it so you might you might enjoy it just for that uh but anyways we're here to talk about home improvement not we've done the office Ooh, before uh, 18 and 12 on rotten tomatoes <laughs> It's better than that. <laughs> um, but this one, season one, you'll better watch out. Uh, one thing I, I will pinpoint with this, uh, this was, I think, pre-Disney buying ABC. I think that happened maybe around the third season. Uh, the first season of Home Improvement is I'm re-watching it now. I mean, there's a lot of things that you you kind of pinpoint. Okay, this is where Al became Al. This is where they started focusing more on the kids or more on the relationship and all that. But uh this episode does stick out as very kid friendly compared to the rest of season one. I'm not saying the rest of season one wasn't kid friendly, but this storyline about a little kid, you know, being told there's no Santa Claus might've fit in season five, six, seven uh, definitely seems in the context of season one to be very Disney, even though this was pre Disney here, but uh, uh, let's kind of get into the episode here. Opening segment, like most home improvement episodes, this one's very easy for me to pinpoint which episode it is. Because it starts and he's got a sand hat on. <laughs> They've got a Christmas tree. Uh, you got to love the tool time segments, even though they are just filler. And unlike, you know, Last Man Standing, where they'll often use those outdoor man segments to tie into the storylines of the episode. These are one-off things that have nothing to do with the rest of the episode. There is one thing that'll come up here. Uh, Tim has a, a line during the tool time segment about a frayed wire. And of course, you get the bad tim allen dad jokes like uh whether it's afraid and you got of course i don't think so tim uh but the whole setup for this tool time segment is this revolving christmas tree which he's complaining you always get to see the front you never get to see the back so he modified a turntable and al uh <laughs> gives the line uh you make sure you connect the spur gear to the final drive oh of course i know that al you know any idiot knows that tree starts working and al's like oh I'm surprised, Tim. Very good. And then the tree starts, of course, spinning out of control. You got ornaments flying everywhere. Cameramen being hit in the face. Audience members being stabbed with hooks. Who knows? Uh, but uh, it's just your typical Tim Allen disaster at the beginning of the episode. Uh, I, I, what I really loved in this is this is probably only a couple of episodes. Now, you uh, probably don't know as much of the trivia about this, but were you aware that Richard Karn was only meant to be very temporary on this show? No. So they originally hired a different actor to play a different character as the assistant. He was supposed to be named Glenn. And the actor, if you look up, you might recognize him, Stephen Tobolowski. Uh, so he was supposed to be playing this character, Glenn, but he wasn't available at the time. But they were determined, we really like this guy. We really want him. So let's get this other backup guy, Richard Karn. We don't want him to be Glenn. He's going to be a different character. He's only going to have a few lines. They didn't really have a character for him. It was just... He was the guy who would do the work and Tim would say something stupid and he'd kind of roll his eyes. Uh, Richard Karn was meant to be in the first six episodes until the real assistant Glenn was going to come on. Uh, and they ended up, I don't know whether the, the guy who played Glenn, you know, just decided, oh, this isn't for me. Or if they decided Richard Karn's actually much better than we expected. So we're going to keep him on. But uh, we're really only a couple episodes into them starting to develop Al's character here. Uh, other interesting tidbit here is that Richard Karn was so not convinced that this would be a lasting gig because they basically said you are just a stand-in for six episodes uh, that he was working as a handyman for an apartment building when he started taking this role and it was only after six weeks of filming where he's like, I, best, I guess I have to give up my job as a handyman now so I could pretend to be a handyman on TV. Uh, but uh, this this line where Tim's like, do you, do you know who you're talking to? Do you know who I am? And then Tim's like, 
yes, I do, Tim. <laughs> like, it's just this confidence. I know that you're going to screw up. Uh, I always love the tool time segments, but uh, getting into the actual storyline in the episode after the opening credits, uh, Mark is making his very long Christmas list to Santa. Uh, were you always a kid who had a big Christmas list of a million things or small? Because I could remember when I was this age, my Christmas list was like three or four things. I remember my mom saying, we're not getting you a Ferrari. <laughs> we're not getting you a remote control robot. Uh, so add a couple of things on here. Uh, were, were you like Mark or, or were you more reserved like Colin? You're muted. <laughs> yep, I realized that. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm more with you. I feel like I was definitely... Um, not a big list kind of person i feel like mm. like a few things here and there and the, like and that, that was kind of it I, I used to actually dictate my list to other people because i couldn't sit down and write it myself so i would ask my brother or my sister or somebody it's like okay take a pen this is easier if i, I dictate and i would just mention things off rattle it off uh but i love the the line that jill has here is i don't think santa's gonna be able to fit all of these things in his sled so why don't you cross off some of the heavier items and he's like mm, cocker spaniel <laughs> uh and then she says oh you pick one thing that you really want and we'll just sort of circle that which is the remote controlled dinosaur which is going to be uh part of this episode later on uh we get the introduction to the decorating contest and, and this is one of the reasons i actually really like the home from christmas episodes because even though there are eight separate years all standalone stories you have this consistency of right from the beginning christmas lighting competition and his arch nemesis, Doc Johnson, which I don't think they referred to. Did, did they refer him in this episode as the retired proctologist or did they just say he was a retired doctor? I don't, I think it was the second one. Yeah. No, I don't think it was this first one. It, it, he's just mentioned by name here. Uh, and uh, they're, they're going over how elaborate the decorations are. And um, Jill's basically saying, you know, uh, don't overdo it or whatever. And uh, uh, what was it? Something about uh, having to drive him to the hospital. Uh, I don't want to spend another Christmas driving you to the hospital. And he's like, outside of last year, when was the last time you had to drive me to the emergency room on Christmas? The 80s? You messed up one decade. <laughs> Never forgive me for it. Uh, also, Brad and Randy are coming in. They're auditioning for a Christmas pageant uh, where they're being given their roles. And Brad's complaining because he's just a shepherd. And uh, he's kind of mocking Randy because Randy only gets to play the innkeeper. Uh, and this is where that line, you know, the old, he only has one line. There's no room at the inn or whatever. Uh, and uh, that's where Tim throws in the thing is, yeah, what you need to do is ad lib. You need to throw in uh, what you should have done is call our 1-800 reservation hotline. Uh, and they mentioned this other kid who got the lead role as Joseph because Randy was deemed too young and he wouldn't remember the lines. And George Lonigan, the boy who forgot <laughs> the words to happy birthday, uh, which sets up a nice joke where uh, Jill's like, you know, Tim, do you want uh, that as your Joseph? You know, this is my wife, the Virgin Sheila, because <laughs> I can't remember the name. Uh, Jill's storyline is that she's going to be getting very obsessed with decorating uh, or not decorating, I guess, costuming the kids for this pageant. She says something like, uh, you're, when I'm done with you, you're going to be the best dressed Hebrews in Bethlehem. Uh, and Mark, who's now working on his Christmas list, the other boys go over and uh, they're kind of mocking him and making fun of him as they do a lot in these early seasons. And I did like the line where uh, he's basically, I'm making my list for Santa. And I think it was Brad. He's like, Mark, are you going to be a dork the rest of your life? And Mark's response was, I hope not. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, but they basically dropped the bombshell. I was like, you know, uh, there's no such thing as Santa. And he's doubting this. But then they said, all right, let's play a trick on this. There was a Santa to be died six years ago. You just missed them. 
so Mark's buying this story and they, they kind of cut away to the commercial with that shot of the, the Santa and the sled on the table that just suddenly falls over. Uh, but uh, I mean, there's so a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of storylines going on in this episode. It's not just a, a quick thing about Mark and Santa. We got Tim's decorating. We got Jill's costuming. We got the, the boys ad-libbing their lines and then we got Mark. So everybody has something to do in only about 10 minutes here. It was very obvious to me in watching this first episode how much JTT was the favorite of oh, all yeah. of the kids. Like in the, that first scene alone, he is like, like clearly like dominating the screen time. He's speaking for the brother so many times in this mm-hmm. one scene. And like, obviously like, you know, the older brother is not the one who's got the, the line in the play. Like it's him, like you know, it's just so yeah. much of his him being favored, um, and he wasn't like that ridiculously like like of an actor at this point, you know. Like yes, he was in the Lion King, but like well, that came you know, after like, Stephen. Yeah, I know, but still, like like his profile like really wasn't mm-hmm. even there, and it's so clear that he was just favored. And we're yeah. only a couple episodes into season one, and they already you could tell they already knew this guy's our star. It must be like a, a thing on set. Like you see who's got the potential or whatever in, in kid actors or something. Um, but yeah, no, this is very cliche, not cliche, but like a classic story of like, oh, we're going to tell you Santa's not real. Yeah. Um, but I think they like twist a little bit by saying, oh no, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that was fun. And I like this whole, my favorite storyline was the play storyline throughout the episode. I thought that was kind of the most enjoyable um, you know, with the mom going crazy, she's like, I got to start preparing and helping. You got to be the best actor you can be and everything. And then like the brother not getting any lines and then the whole story about this other kid not getting the lines, but only getting the part because his dad built the set. So like, I, I just thought this was a really fun uh, storyline to have the episode. Uh, the thing with Santa, I think this is actually one of the reasons why this episode sticks out for me more is because I remember watching this as a kid. And when they had this storyline where the other kids like Santa's not real and you have Tim and Jill kind of like, ooh, should we tell him or whatever? I was thinking in my head, like, wait a second. Like, is Santa not real? Like, I remember questioning while watching this episode. And then you have that thing at the end where the Santa, oh, of course, this is real. like dumb kid. You got to buy when they feed you on television. Uh, any kids listening right now, of course, Santa is real, right? Uh, Tim Allen just plays him. Uh, anyway, so the second uh, half of this episode, we get... Isn't it Wilson? Uh, Wilson, <laughs> but not Wilson, Wilson's brother. Um, uh, the, the Wilson family on this show, they all have like W names. It's Because it, I remember his niece, the worst character they ever introduced on the show was his niece, Willow. Uh, but they, they always did that thing because Wilson's name is Wilson Wilson. So I'm actually curious, if Wilson had a brother, what would his name be? Um, Brother or brother? Brother. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a name, just brother, brother. Uh, so Jill's costumes have arrived. She's home with them. She's getting the kids to try them on. Got very elaborate hats, uh, capes and all that. And I love Tim coming in as Randy's just in this costume. And I don't know the version you watch, because the, the version that's on TV has a lot cut out of it. Not a lot is in like 10 minutes, but there are probably a half a dozen lines here and there in these first two seasons that maybe because commercials got longer in later seasons, they had to cut out in all reruns. But did you get the line where she's getting him to practice his lines? And she's saying that, say your line. He's like, there's no room at the end. She's like, say it with some emotion. He's like, there's no room at the end. You know, I, I saw that. That was, that was good. And because okay, 
she made the the, the like cape yeah and the hat, <laughs> yeah which looks like the gabor sisters the gabor sisters yeah or even tim's line where he comes in he's uh it's like hello alibaba <laughs> and then um what was the other part where uh, it's like, uh, oh, they're the where Mary and Joseph saying this year, Caesar's Palace. <laughs> uh, Tim mocking the children. I mean, I, I, I think I said as we did the Halloween episodes, but I got so much of my male role model uh, information from Tim Allen growing up. Like my mom was occasionally married <laughs> on and off uh, throughout my childhood, but never had anybody, you know, who was like a male role model. And I think that was one of the things that clicked for me for home improvement. It was like, this is a father figure. This is a male role model for me. And so one of the things like just being able to mock the children, even without like where they sing Caesar's palace, I use stuff like that still to this day, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of poke fun at my kids, not in a mean way or anything, but just, you know, have a laugh at them or whatever. Uh, when he goes up to talk to Wilson, uh, he's saying he's, Oh, we also, this is also where we get Tim sitting on the, um, the decorations or is that the next episode? That's the next episode. Let's call it the next one. Uh, we've obviously done these back to back. And Rossi's That's mute. when they steal the... Um, yeah, so the that's money. next week. Yeah, that's the next one. All right. But he goes out to talk to Wilson and he's, uh, you know, talking about decorating his house and everything. And uh, I noticed you don't do any decorations, Wilson. And Wilson's saying, well, I do all my decorations internal. I have a tree in my heart, a wreath in my mind, and a star in my soul. And Tim's, of course, up lining. You plug it all in your belly button. Uh, and... Uh, Tim's going to be up on the roof decorating. Brad's not helping him yet. That'll be for future seasons. And uh, Tim's doing the the elves or whatever that are on the turntable or the Santa with his bag going towards the chimney on the turntable. And he was, and remember, always connect the spur gear to the final drive. Uh, obviously learned his mistake. Uh, and the thing works, but of course it starts going crazy out of control. It's whacking Tim on the back. And uh, he basically falls flat on his face on the roof. And when he comes up, he's got the tongue stuck to the hammer. Uh, and I love Brad's reaction. They like JTT is so much better than these other kids, but the other kids are great as well. Like even Brad's reaction, dad, the, the hammer is stuck to your tongue. And he's like, I know, I know. Uh, the next time we get him inside, he's, uh, been taken down by the firemen. Now, I don't think I've told this story before, but this, this will be a good one. Here, here's time for public humiliation in my family. Uh, so I never had the opportunity to do much. I did like decorations inside the house, but uh, you know, growing up, I would go very crazy with decorating the tree or putting lights. One time I did entire lights, just strings of lights to make a curtain, like the curtains you'd use to close your living room window. I covered all that. So I was given free reign, decorate whatever you want in the house. Cause I was like this too. Uh, one year I had, I had bunk beds and one year I strung Christmas lights all along my bunk beds. But, uh, as an adult, I always lived in apartments. And then, um, one year we moved in with when my sister got her first house, we moved in with uh, her and her husband and her kids. I was basically living with them for only six months to so, like give us a couple months, you know, pitching on the rent and then you can go and get your own place, kind of just help them uh, get on their feet, uh, give us a place to live for a while. Uh, but that one Christmas I was there, I'm like, okay, we have a house. I'm going to decorate this house. And I spent like hundreds of dollars buying all these decorations. Uh, my brother and I were putting them up and uh, he went up on the roof. We were putting some uh, uh, lights on the roof. And he went up and all of a sudden he starts yelling, he's like, Colin. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I can't get down from here. So he was on the roof, but like the ladder was a little bit lower than him and he couldn't get down. So I just start laughing at him. This is the type of guy my brother-in-law is. Like he is like an owl. You're, <laughs> he's going to be the butt of your jokes or whatever, but he takes it with good humor. And as he's stuck on the roof, I'm like, okay, hold on. 
Uh, so I'm looking up and he's like, come on, I need your help to get me down from here. So I, I'm like uh, running inside and I, I go inside. My brother's sitting in the living room with my sister. And I'm like, come outside, Vern's stuck on the roof. And my brother starts laughing. We're outside basically as he's stuck on the roof laughing. And then I've grabbed my video camera. And he's like, come on, hold me down from here. I'm really scared. So I'm like, all right, Vern, I'm going to climb up on the roof. I'm going to assess the situation and figure out how to best get you down. So I climb all the way up to the top of the ladder. He turns around and looks at me, and I just start <laughs> shooting him with the video camera in the face. He's like, stop it. This isn't funny. In the end, my brother's like, all right, turn around and slide down on your little bum until you reach the ladder. He eventually got down, but we just had to have fun because he had that Tim Allen moment. And I was doing those decorations because I wanted to be Tim Allen uh, or Tim Taylor uh, decorating his house. And I got to experience that. So that was fun. Uh, but I love the scene with the firefighters here too, where they're uh, they've got the, the tongue freed and like, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I was just kind of shocked seeing you with your tongue stuff at hammer. I didn't mean to laugh at you. And then they're basically saying like, Hey, you should have called Al over. We love Al. And this is, I think, one of the first times we ever get that on the show, which just becomes a running gag for years where everybody always says, I love Al. And it's like, oh, yeah, we all love Al. Yeah, blows it off. Uh, and as the firefighters are leaving, Jill gives them cookies to take home. And uh, this is where they kind of turn and laugh. And they're like, I guess we'll see you next Christmas. Uh, there's a crowd outside. <laughs> all right, all right. It's okay. We saved this dog. the best part. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a couple of weeks here of uh, giant crowds outside Tim's house. Uh, oh, and... it's, it was my favorite part of the next episode, too. <laughs> uh, really quickly before we break here, um, the, I guess the last thing with uh, Jill saying, okay, this is a sign. You need to cool down. Enough with the decorating. You're going too crazy. It's like, all right, I'm done with this. Jill leaves the room and he picks up the phone. He calls the power company. He says, yeah, this is Doc Johnson at whatever road. I need you to shut my power off in exactly two hours. And they just hear the sound. Oh, hi, Eddie. Oh, I tried this last year, didn't I? And you get the pause. Where he's like, yes, the fireman caught me down. <laughs> uh, and of course, Jill is watching the entire thing and, and catches them. So uh, we'll kind of break there before we get into the, the wrap up of Mark's story, though. Uh, yeah, the crowd was so good. I just love it so much. You got because um, you have the flashes of cameras and everything. They're like, oh, what's going on? And they're like, we'll see you next year. And <laughs> just like the classics. Um, and then obviously, you know, they loved um, what's his name? Tim? Richard Carnes character. Oh, Al. Al. Um, they just like, they love Al so much. And it's like, and this is like, this. we also get this throughout. Um, when they talk about the Santa as well, it's like the Santa's at the mall. Help the Santa! Oh, so he's like Al. Yeah. Help that. <laughs> yeah. So he does all the work. He's like, yeah. They assist Santa like Al assists me. Yeah. So like, just with the I, I do sometimes get a little annoyed when it's uh, like he gets Tim gets too frustrated at the fact that Al's better than him, and it's like he just won't let go. Um, but no, I just love these. Like everyone loves Al better than him and everything. And then like, it's like sort of like when you watch a, like a show and like, the lead character is not great. And it's like, yeah. you got to love this other character that like, like lost the show. <laughs> You're shrugging your shoulders. <laughs> Are you a Jack guy? <laughs> I've never seen Lost. Oh, okay. Other than the first episode. There you uh, go. But he was not the best in the first episode. We I agree. wouldn't even know. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I'm saying. You know, JTC, great. Oh, the power thing. Um, 
I thought that was very funny. And then like, you know, that uh, what's his, his wife is going to be around the corner. Mm-hmm. But like they didn't go through the effort of like, oh, she's going upstairs. But like, we know, she, like you just knew that like yeah. that joke was written well ahead before it even happened. Uh, and doesn't their power go off in this episode? I forget so yeah. much power. Yeah, the end. Yeah. So it's like uh, kind of backfired. Uh, so the, the Mark storyline, this is where Mark is uh, going to them and basically saying like, you know, oh, um, you know, Santa's not real or whatever. So they realize that the, the other boys are playing a prank on him, but now they have to try to convince because now Mark's doubting, you know, um, whether or not, you know, there's something to this. It's like, well, now I'm wondering, you know, how does Santa uh, go to the mall and everything? And he's like, well, he's really, uh, he's got the assistance or whatever. Uh, my favorite part was where they're saying, um, you know, how does he get to all the houses in the world in one night? And uh, Tim's like, well, he's really fast for a fat guy. <laughs> and then Jill, where he's like, well, how does he fit all of those uh, presents in his bag? Jill's like, well, he folds them. And it's like, but how do you fold a pony? And Tim's like, well, if it's a quarter horse. <laughs> uh, but they're basically just about to. The like, uh, plot hole, though, of this mm-hmm. scenario is they've had two kids to figure out good answers and they clearly haven't. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that this is like told for jokes. Like, yeah. how does he get presents? Like, he folds them. Like, but like realistically they would have good answers like this is like a little bit of a plot hole that on the third child they don't have good answers yeah exactly like the other kids just didn't ask the questions or something like they didn't they didn't need to know they like learned out by mistake like you know like there's no realistic reason that these parents don't have this down pat even Mm -hmm. even if it was tim like he would even have reasonable answers and especially after the santa claus i mean it's funny because i watch this now or even even after the santa claus had come out a couple of seasons later and I would watch this episode, I'd be like, you know, all these questions are actually answered in the Santa Claus. So just watch that movie, Mark, and you'll figure out. Home Improvement actually has on multiple occasions kind of um, given that wink to the audience uh, about uh, like different projects. Like they they had, I think there was one episode in season seven or season eight where Tim's playing with one of his nieces and she's got a Lion King figure. And he's like, wouldn't you rather play with this guy and his Buzz Lightyear? And Randy comes over and he's like, no, 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 you can't beat the king or whatever. Uh, have, they also had a Halloween episode. I don't know if it was one of the ones we watched where Randy's handing out candy at the door and there's somebody dressed as Buzz Lightyear and he's giving them like, oh, a piece of candy for the spaceman. He goes, and a whole bunch of candy for this cute little lion. And it's somebody dressed as the lion from the Lion King. Uh, um, even in the, the, the last season, Last Man Standing that just finished this year, they had an episode where Tim Allen played Tim, the tool man, Taylor. Uh, so he's playing himself. He basically meets himself. He's like, you look just like me. And you have the two Tim Allen characters meeting each other. So I love those little crossover things they do, but Tim going outside talking to Wilson one more time. This is the second scene uh, where he's talking about, you know, Oh, Mark's asking us all this question about Santa Claus, you know, uh, and the kids told me he was dead. And Wilson's like, well, that's true. He actually died in 342 BC. And he's like, well, then who's that at the mall? Uh, and Wilson goes through the storyline of St. Nick or whatever. Uh, and, uh, Tim mentions here the remote controlled dinosaur, which is, you know, why the next scene is going to play the way it does. And, uh, well, the other part of the scene is that Tim's decorating the decorations and he's like, well, I would have thought you would have given up on the last thing. I was like, Hey, it's my house, my rules. I'll decorate one. What time did you leave? About 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Cowardly Tim. Uh, and, uh, what everybody else comes in after the pageant or whatever, I don't know if this is supposed to be after the pageant or if this was, no, it would be, it would just be a rehearsal or whatever, because, uh, they're all bickering saying, oh, you blew it or whatever. And Tim's like, what happened? And Jill's like, well, 
Randy decided to ad lib a couple of lies. It's like he doubled the room and he asked the wise men for ID or doubled the price for the room. And that's why I'm going to call that a plot hole too, because they said he had only one line, which is there's no room at the inn. But then the wise men come. So he was obviously supposed to have a second line there. But uh, still, just admit, like you can picture that, like, even aside from Jonathan Taylor Thomas, they wrote these kids knowing the kid's personality. Because you don't have to have Jonathan Taylor to limit that, that Jonathan Taylor to live deliver thomas that line uh jonathan jtt that's why he goes by jtt it's too hard to say you don't have to have jtt deliver that line to, to be able to hear jonathan taylor thomas saying i'm gonna need to see some id gentlemen that's just such a jtt thing to do uh and when the, the other kids are away and he's asking all those questions this is when they're like you know mark we might have to tell you a little bit of something about santa and i love mark's reaction is he dead again <laughs> Uh, they start to basically say, you know, oh, it's, it's not about, you know, uh, uh, a real Santa Claus or whatever. And then oh, there's a knock at the door and it's Wilson dressed as Santa, we think. Uh, so even the other kids are like, that's Wilson. And they're like, shut up, shut up. So Santa, a.k.a. Wilson of Santa, uh, is going up to Mark saying, you know, I've got something for you. It's the remote control dinosaur that he wanted. Uh, and Mark's reaction there again, brilliant. Great. It's not even folded. <laughs> Uh, and the other kids are like, do you have anything for us, Santa? And he goes, well, you guys don't believe in me anymore, but I still got you something anyways. Uh, Brad, here's a rubber band. And Randy, here's a button. <laughs> uh, they they kind of groan at that. Uh, and uh, even Tim and Jill get a present. And uh, he's got the uh, the mistletoe for Jill. She gives him a kiss on the cheek. He holds it above Tim's head. Tim just like, don't look at me, man. <laughs> uh, Wilson, a.k.a. Santa, leaves. And uh, yeah, Jill kind of has this look out the window. I love the way they, they play that, too, where... It's so obvious it's supposed to be. It's obviously the actor, Errol Hyman, who plays Wilson, who's in the Santa suit. But Jill's kind of looking out the window and Tim's like, oh, that guy, Wilson, what a neighbor. And then she's pointing and you see Wilson is behind the fence. Hidey ho, neighbor, whatever. That's so weird. It's, Why couldn't... You know, as a kid, I loved this ending, as I said, because then Mark's right out the window seeing the real Santa Claus sled pull off in the sky. Uh, uh, we'll also mention just quickly the, uh, the the fuse blows when he turns on his decorations at the end, as you mentioned. So one of eight failed years. I, I actually, there is one year where they win, but I don't know if we're going to get to this year or next year, but uh, decorating contest is over. But yeah, that, that whole thing now looking at it, I'm like, you know, this just, it, it's an odd ending. <laughs> like Santa is real and he just looks like Wilson. As a kid though, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's just a weird thing for like a, a like this show to do. That's like such a happy-go-lucky, feel-good movie kind of thing. This it's doesn't the feel Disney like a Disney ending pre-Disney. Yeah, it it was weird. Uh, um, like it just took it takes out of everything that the show is doing. Like, because these sitcoms like are meant to be like so realistic of life. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch like uh, anything like. Like, regardless of how crazy the episode gets or whatever plot happens, like all these sitcoms, you know, Modern Family, this, you know, all these shows are meant to be like real life people with real life events. And then all of a sudden to like, be like, Santa is real. Like, it just feels, it just takes you out of the whole environment of the show. Anything else you want to touch on in the closing segments? Um. I love the play. I thought that was like the best, the highlight of the show, even though it was like the B plot of the story mm-hmm. uh, or C plot of the story. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel in comparison to the next one because the next one's extra dark. So mm-hmm. I was going to say I like that one, but that one was just so heavy. Um, but no, good episode. It, you know, anything with Jonathan Taylor Thomas is an automatic, just like feel good. So yeah, this is great. 
Uh, so give me watch any JTT content. So, the, you know what? Another thing I've got my Disney plus watch list and there's several movies on there that uh, I haven't gotten around yet. Um, one of them I've never seen, but I'm like one day Rossi and I will cover this, which is Tom and Huck, the, the Tom Sawyer movie that he did. Did you ever see that? I don't think so. What was that other movie we watched with him with the road trip and his brother was the bird or something? Oh, that was the I'll be home for Christmas. No, the like camping and then the movie theater one. Oh, Wild America. Yeah. <laughs> I like Wild America. <laughs> It was an interesting movie. Uh, another one. Did you ever see Man of the House? With him no. and Chevy Chase? He had some great movies back in the day. Um, but uh, the craziest thing is if you see Jonathan Taylor Thomas now, like he doesn't look any different. <laughs> he has not aged a day seems, since I he mean, was 17 hey, that's years great old. for him. Yeah, exactly. He's doing a new movie. Is he? I saw on his Wikipedia. <gasps> He's like in post-production for a new movie or something. Like, is it when he, because I know he got into directing with Last Man Standing. Uh, but is well, he actually in this acting like hold on i will live research on the podcast i am doing it as well um we're stalling we're stalling we're stalling magical wishes adventure what is it called Television film descendants magical wishes adventure. oh I don't know. so he's doing one of those descendants movies okay those are those disney ones he's big into disney again apparently oh because it's, it's his first movie since 2005 yeah um, I mean, he was in Last Man Standing, but like as a cameo. So like, this yeah, he did like acting. two episodes of Last Man Standing, but I think he's directed more episodes of Last Man Standing than he appeared in. Um, I'm wondering if no, he directed three, acted in four. Ah, there you go. <laughs> One less than. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, it doesn't matter. He, he he can do anything and it's great. We'll cover it all. Movie, even if we're going to do it's it. a sequel. This is like the, uh, the final role that Sean Connery had where he did the voice in an animated movie. Uh, we're going to one day do that on double R seven, but we'll do JTT Oz. Uh, but, uh, this episode, do you, do you want to buy JTT it? Rewatch podcast? That would be great. I, I should start you know, that. Ben and I have been talking about, because we were talking about Hayden Christensen who plays Anakin in the star Wars movies and how out of nowhere, everybody went from hating the guy to all of a sudden loving him. Now that he, they know he's coming back, people are like, oh, Hayden Christensen yeah, like, was actually, back, right? he's, got, he's got this Brendan Fraser, Keanu Reeves revival thing going on right now where everybody's excited about him. And we were saying we could do like somebody who hasn't done as many movies, you could do a Hayden Christensen podcast and people would listen to it. It's, we should talk about that. We'll talk about that off air, starting the, the side project, JTT something or other. I don't know. We have to come up with a punch your name for it, but the it wouldn't be too hard to do. You just cover, you know, all of his movies, his filmography. We'll tack on Home Improvement, Last Man Standing, redo the episode of Small Hill he does in. Hey, I'd, I'd do it. Uh, for this episode, do you want to buy it, rent it, or bin it? You go first. I need to think. I'm not sure. Well, I'll tell you right now. I don't know. I might rent some. I don't know if I'm going to rent any of the ones this year uh, <laughs> that we're covering this month, I should say. But uh, I'm definitely buying this one. Like This is one of my favorite shows. And it's not even just because one of my favorite shows. It's just Home Improvement always hit the ball out of the park when it came to Christmas episodes. I, I just feel like this was something that they everybody put a lot of effort into. And maybe it is partly because so few TV shows were doing Christmas episodes this time. They all have their own distinct feel to it. Um, some of the later ones, you're kind of scratching your head. Is this Christmas or not? But still definitely a buy for me for this first one. I think I'll rent it. I just wasn't crazy about this whole santa thing so let's rate it at the same time 
Do you want to rate this number one on your list, last on your list, or both? Oh, are we? Oh, I see. Um, I guess it'll be uh, one. <laughs> I think one. I'll try one. Uh, so there's not really reviews or anything we can go through here, but of these first four Christmas specials that we're going to be coming this year, seasons one through four, um, I'm trying to see what the highest rated one is and what the lowest rated one. So this is ranked third out of the four episodes we're going to watch. And I'm actually kind of shocked at which one is going to be lowest because I think that might be my favorite of them, but, um, we'll be back next week to do season two, episode 12, I believe. Uh, which, what's the title of that one? Do you remember? No. Um, I think I, I messaged you what it was a few days ago. <laughs> uh, I'm scheming of a white Christmas. So that will be next week. So if you want to watch ahead, watch it with us. Or if you just know them off by heart, just listen to the podcast. But uh, either way, we'll be back and more Home Improvement Christmas. And uh, I'm trying to count now. So Keanu Reeves, now that we're doing the Matrix movies, we're going to hit double digits on Keanu Reeves' things we recap. Now, we're not going to count this as new because we have done Home Improvement before. So Home Improvement is one. We've done a Last Man Standing episode. Let's discount that still since it's only a one-off. We've done the Santa Claus trilogy, Christmas with the Cranks, uh, Galaxy Quest, um, and I'm trying to think of anything else. I'm sure we're over 10 for Home Improvement or Tim Allen episodes, but uh, we'll keep them up there as far as one of the stars. And we're probably getting close with JTT on the amount of things we've covered as well. (laughs) Maybe already equal to Tim Allen. Uh, but uh, we'll be back next week and uh, more home for Christmas and then all the way through to I'm going to assume the last episode is going up on Christmas Eve we will have the fourth season episode so seasons one, two, three, and four Christmas episodes uh, thank you for joining us and I plug it all in my belly button too just listen to the next episode <laughs> my name is Rossi and just listen to the next episode thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening and we'll speak to you next time.